0: If there's ever a time where we needed to pull together as believers of Christ and and unite and try to strengthen and make the world a better place, it's now. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that sounds like he's yeah. preaching our message. Yeah. <laughs> there's one body, one church, one spirit, one hope. The realities of the faith, the realities that unify us are already there. Christ praying pray? for unity. What should we all be praying for? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the one prayer request of Pastor Jesus. Think about it. In the Bible, that we actually have a say in whether or not it comes to fruition or
1: not. I think in what God has done in you guys in uh, in this podcast and the, the multitude of folks that you're reaching, the diversity, whatever God intended when he when you started this,
0: He's able to bring it to completion. All right, everybody, uh, welcome again to the Whole Church Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Joshua noll Here is your other co-host, Tiberius One. Hello, or TJ Backwell. If you prefer, I do. If you prefer his real name. Yeah. And today we're with, we have a very special episode with uh, Michaela Deegan. She's um, the host of another Christian podcast, Coffee, Jeans, and Jesus. We're going to talk to her about that, why she started it, and some about her, um, her studies right now, studying for her bachelor's in Christian counseling. Yes. Awesome. Uh, one thing we'd like to do before we do anything else It's uh, for new guests. We recently started our mini segment, the greeting card segment. So I have 12 cards in my hand. I'm going to shuffle them up. And when you say stop, we're going to stop. And whatever it lands on, I'm just going to ask you that question. It's pretty simple stuff. You know, last thing that made you smile, least favorite chore, that kind of thing. Uh, The only catch is we have two gold cards. If you get one of them, we have to reshuffle and ask another question as well.
2: Okay. Uh,
0: which has only happened once so far. Well, you know, this could be the second time. But you just let me know when to stop and okay. uh, start shuffling.
2: Uh, okay. Um, okay, stop.
0: All right. Ah, you did get a gold card. <laughs> have you ever rode a train?
2: Uh, well, I grew up in Chicago. So wow. I, is the L considered a train?
0: <laughs> I, I consider it. I think that I'll take that as a yes.
2: Okay. So, yes. Yes, I have.
0: All right. And I'm gonna reshuffle. And here we go. What was the last place that outside that you went just to relax?
2: Outside to relax. Um well where I live, there's like a town square and that's I guess outside. Um it's really relaxing because there's like a lot of trees and you could kind of just sit there have your coffee, read a book. So I, if, does that count? <laughs> Cause it's outside.
1: Yes. Perfect. <laughs> <Okay>. Perfect. <laughs> Sounds weird Awesome. Good to know. Um, and, and it only we, took you like four or five minutes to mention coffee. So.
2: Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for noticing.
0: <laughs> now we're just waiting on jeans and Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. So we recently just started kind of reviewing our audience responses to some of the other silly questions and stuff that we do. Reese last week, we put a poll up to see how our audience feels, if they would prefer ping pong or hockey. So interestingly enough on Instagram, it was a tie, but we had um, one person answer on Twitter because our Twitter is just awfully ran, but only one person answered and he answered ping pong. So I I think that puts the swing in. Ping Pong's favorite. So we'll say Ping Pong won that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And uh, yeah, that's what our audience had to say about that.
2: <laughs> ping Pong's fun. <laughs> it
1: is I fun. agree. Yeah.
0: I wish I was better at it.
1: <laughs> I agree. <laughs> so uh, there are many ways you can all help us keep improving what we do here. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcasts. Then go to everywhere else and subscribe on there. Makes us look better. <laughs> uh, you can email us at thewholechurch at gmail.com to ask us more about specific needs you may be able to contribute to or ways we can help you. Uh, of course, the best and easiest ways to help are by giving us a five-star review on whichever platform is available to you. Supporting us on Patreon, uh, which you know for as little as a dollar a month, you could make our podcast exponentially better. <laughs> Uh, or by sharing this episode on your own social media accounts, which is easily the easiest and probably the best. So Indeed. consider helping us out so we can help you out.
0: Indeed. All right. And then the last thing we do for our intro is that we always like to start with a silly question to ease the tension before we start asking you all the deep, heavy questions. Okay. We won't go too deep or heavy today, but <laughs> our silly question today is going to be really simple. Just, a uh, what is your favorite shape? And I do ask everyone to be as specific as possible.
2: Okay, you mean shape like uh, like a ball shape?
0: Or like a circle. like a uh, So we usually answer first if, if it helps. Uh, I would say my favorite is uh, an equilateral triangle, just because it's nice and symmetric and kind of unique. I like it.
1: Cool. Yeah, so uh, TJ, what is your favorite shape? Does it have to be a 2D shape? No, but it does need to be oh. as specific as possible. Can it be a manifold? Sure. Uh, a Calabi-Yau manifold? Sure. <laughs> yeah, cool. That, that was specific. I'll give you that. Yeah. I don't um, think I can explain it. So if anyone's interested, they'll just have to look it up.
2: I'm yeah. going to look but that they're up. They're super cool. Yeah.
0: Google's a thing for a
1: reason. Yeah. C-A-L-A-B-I hyphen... <laughs> Y-A-U. Ah, okay. And then you'll find what you're looking for. All right. All right, Um, so.
2: I'm going to be a total girl and say a heart. I hope that counts. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yes, that's perfect. (laughs) My wife just said circle, and I was like, I mean, I guess that's as specific as you can be with circle, but. Sure. Yeah, that's true. Um, Just a
2: regular heart for me.
0: (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. I mean, if I drew it, it would not be your favorite shape. I can't draw a heart. The
1: life of me. <laughs> um, All right. Very cool. Very good answer. Very easy question. <laughs> uh, so we were recently on the Traveling Stories podcast. And one thing they always do that we really liked was start their episode off by asking for their guest's testimony. Uh, we wondered if we you would tell us about your journey coming to Christ.
2: Sure. Um, so I did not grow up as a Christian. I grew up in a very broken home. My parents got divorced. Uh, we were Catholics, but they didn't practice Catholicism. Uh, so we all just kind of did our own thing. I became a Christian um, when I was, well, let's see, 12 years ago, I became a Christian. I basically was living a very, um, very destructible kind of life, uh, living a party life, drinking all the time. I was suicidal. I was a single mother. I really just hated the way my life was. And I kind of came to a place where I felt like I've tried everything that I could try. I went from like relationship to relationship, just trying to numb my pain and just trying to really feel loved and accepted. Um, So, yeah, I I finally came to God as like, okay, if you don't work, I don't know what's going to work because I'm so tired of my life. So I wasn't going to church. I was led to Christ over the phone. Um, and that's kind of where my journey began, um, walking with God.
1: And what has your journey been like since then?
2: Well, obviously, um, you know, it's you don't become a Christian and things just kind of go like perfect. You know, it's still life and God doesn't snap his finger and give you everything you wanted. Things get harder. You know, when I got saved, I lost all my friends because they thought something was wrong with me. Uh, But I immediately just knew that I couldn't drink anymore and I couldn't be doing things the way that I was doing them. I really just wanted um, to live my life the way that God wanted me to. And so I think since then, I have still gone through different things, but I know that God is real and I know that like He's my only logical explanation for why I'm not suicidal today and why my life has gotten better. And obviously God is always working in our hearts um, to help us become who he created us to be. So um I'm married, I have uh, you know, children. Well, I was a single mom, so I still have my kids are <laughs> uh-huh. bigger, but my daughter just got baptized, so it was really cool to Just kind of see that, wow, God, I was such a mess. And here's this little girl loving you for herself. So I just continue to see God, um, you know, moving in my life and just seeing that you're here, God, you're present in my life. And I think just that alone makes me just want to continue to live for him.
1: Right. Uh, Thanks, God.
0: Um, If if I may, I I was wondering, um, you said you were led to Christ over the phone. Was that just like a friend you happen to have was a Christian like, hey, you want to pray or how did that how did that go down exactly?
2: <laughs> um, well, so if it's OK, if I could just take a minute to like kind of explain all that. I would love um, it. Yeah. So I I was a server at a restaurant and I was kind of friends with this guy that I ended up dating. He was a backslider. So he was always telling me about God and we would get into these crazy arguments because obviously I didn't understand what he was talking about. But, in some way, I feel that God was using him to plant seeds in my heart, and I became very good friends with his sister in law and uh she would kind of tell me about God so again, here was this other person you know planting seeds in my heart, and uh my sister actually would tell me about like being saved, and I would keep telling her, well, I'm gonna change my life, and when I do then I'm gonna like get serious with god and So she would send me track cards. And one day she just said, look, all you have to do is say a prayer. And I'm like, well, let me me see. Tell me what it sounds like, you know, or text it to me. And then, you know, I'll I'll pray it later when I have time. But for whatever reason, I just said, like, well, let me let me hear it. Let me hear what it sounds like. And she went ahead and like said the prayer, the, the sinner's prayer. And I just said, "Okay, well, I'll pray with you. And I thought nothing of it. But as soon as I was done, I could not stop crying. And I cried for two whole days. And the next day that I went to work, I was so, like, excited that I started telling everyone that I worked with, oh, my God, I got saved. You got to get saved or you're going to go to hell. And everyone was like, what is wrong with you? So that's why they didn't want to talk to me anymore because they thought I lost my mind. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, that's kind of how that happened. And so that's how I know that God is so real because he kind of met me right there where I was seeing me getting drunk, seeing me cry because I was so depressed and planning on, you know, to take my life every night, but he stepped right in, even right there. So I know he's real, you know, and, and it, it's just amazing. Just the way that he works in people's lives. Oh
1: yeah.
0: Awesome. Man, I'm glad I asked. Cause that's, that's a really, really awesome story because that just testifies that, you know, you, you weren't looking for him. He sought you out and said, hey, let's yeah. do this. God is yeah. so good.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Right. And you have your own podcast called Coffee, Jeans, and Jesus. Yes. Uh, what could you tell us about your podcast?
2: Uh, well, really, it's God led. Um, You know, honestly, I'm very insecure about the way that I sound, but I just I felt God. Leading me in that direction, and and him putting it on my heart that look, you have a lot of stories. I'm on my own healing journey, but I need to share this with other women because there's so many women that have experienced trauma, uh, just different things in life, and they're going through these things internally, but no one's talking about this, and maybe they don't want to talk about it either because they're afraid to be judged. So really, the podcast is just kind. Kind of like that coffee table where you go meet your friend and you just hang out and talk about life. And so it's really a space that's for encouragement, an authentic space where, like, I'm not going to talk about something that I have not experienced or someone that I bring on. And so it's really just a place to uplift women, to encourage them, to remind them that they're worthy and that God has a purpose for them.
1: Right. Uh, Why did you decide to start? Coffee, jeans, and Jesus?
2: Um, I think during like when quarantine had started, um, I began to really, it was very heavy on my heart, like women that were maybe going through depression and what that looked like for them in in that moment. And I started making a couple of YouTube videos, but it just kind of didn't feel like that's what I was supposed to be doing. So I really just began to pray about like these women and um, maybe women that were going through. Like abuse or like different things like that. So, you know, I kind of did my research and I just said, okay, God, I'm I'm gonna do what you're saying. And little by little, I began to get messages um, from like women just saying, like, you know, your your whatever episode. It encouraged me because I'm depressed. It started with like the depression episode. Um, and I thought, OK, well, it helped one person. Awesome. And then, you know, I kind of saw the analytics Um, because, you know, you plug in a mic and you really don't know who's listening. It's just you and the microphone. Um, but I saw that people were listening. And, and even though the numbers were small, I was like, OK, God, well, this is something you're doing. But I really just looked at it as something like this is you, God, and I'm going to do this for you because I owe you I can't give you anything. Like my life was bought with a price, but I will do this. So it was really an act of obedience.
0: Wow. That's that's awesome. Awesome. And I, I listened to a couple episodes and yeah, I, I can tell it's more geared towards women, but I do think yeah. there's something for anybody who's listening and it's um it's uh, it's it's a really interesting show. I, I enjoy it. I, I definitely recommend it to anybody listening to our show. Definitely at least go check out. Coffee, Jeans, and Jesus. Um, and you mentioned that you kind of started, it's sort of like just sitting around the coffee table and talking. You mentioned um, it being, especially for women who face depression, I think, about, do you have any like specific goals with your podcast or any overall goals you would say that you're aiming to reach with it?
2: Yeah, absolutely. What I would love to see happen in the future is really a community for women where you know they know that this is where they can come to be encouraged and uplifted I'm still praying about whether I should, you know, make this like the actual ministry, because I know that God has been calling me to do that. Uh, But yeah, I I would hope that it becomes a community and really a place where like, women know, like, I can go on her podcast, and she'll give me the platform to share my heart with women that are, you know, something that's going to encourage women. So, you know, obviously, I'm letting God kind of lead me. But you know, my goal is to make it a community where women can have like this sisterhood.
1: Awesome. Right. So what can people look forward to in the future of Coffee, Jeans, and Jesus?
2: Well, in the future, I, I hope that um I can have more women that can share authentic stories, uh, stories that you know maybe people don't want to talk about those topics. And I'll, for example, you know sexual abuse. Uh, I did an episode on that. Um, Adultery, just different things that we as Christian women kind of hide because we're ashamed. But I think that when we confess those things and when we talk about these things, another woman who maybe is condemning herself will say, wow, you know, I've been through that. And, you know, when I think about Jesus, he loved everyone. He didn't care what they had done. He just loved them. And I think that that's ultimately what changes the heart of people. So I hope that through the podcast, you know, other women will be brave enough to share their stories, what God leads them to share so that other women can know that there is hope for them.
1: Awesome. Awesome.
0: Um, TJ, do you mind if I get sidetracked for a minute? We, we have a little bit of time, don't we?
1: Well, yeah, we are okay. Cool. Um, so
0: Kyla, you said um, that you you were wondering if this might be the calling for ministry that you had. So you believe you were called into full-time ministry?
2: Uh, Yeah, I I believed when I got saved that, you know, I was called into the church. I got hurt in church, which is like a whole other topic. Um, But as the years have passed by, I know that my life is to be completely devoted to God, however that looks like. So yeah, absolutely. I believe that I've been called to be, you know, a beacon of light for women. And that starts with my stories that sometimes it's painful for me to share certain things. So yeah, <laughs> long, long answer, but yes. Yeah. Okay.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. No, that's, um, I guess that's something we have in common. I, I feel called to ministry and just kind of figuring out what that looks like. You know, right now it looks like the podcast, um,
1: Mm -hmm. something,
0: Brother Baker's been on our our podcast before. He's a great guy. Something he told me, and I I think this is just good advice for everybody, so I'm just going to repeat it. (laughs) But uh, he said, you know, God's calling on you often. Even in full-time ministry, it just looks like uh, driving down the road with headlights. Whatever you see right in front of you, you know where to go. God will light the way. That doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to light the whole way there. But you'll know the next step. I said, okay. So I just kind of been doing the next step.
2: (laughs) Wow. That's powerful.
0: He's such a great guy, but you know, that's a different podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. So we see that we mentioned earlier, you were studying um, Christian counseling at Liberty university. Could you tell us what made you decide on that field?
2: Yeah. Well, I originally was in school for business. um, And then I kind of went to cosmetology school. Uh, But um there was something that happened in my family that really made me uh, be sensitive to the fact that people have, people need counseling. Um, I've been to counseling. It's never been something that I felt like they didn't get me. And I've heard this from other people as well, because it's kind of like dating, you're trying to find the right person. <laughs> um, and that's okay. how I've heard it explained to me. But uh, I really felt at that time, too, that God was calling me into ministry. And so I worked it out to where I could switch my major. Um, But really, I think that counseling in itself is very effective. It's something that helps people, whether it's just to like talk about things and kind of sort things out. But I think when you add a biblical perspective to counseling, it begins to allow people to see that, you know, you are a new creation, and and you were created with a purpose. And so, I just think it's something very important because the word of God really has a way of transforming people and transforming their heart. And so, that's why I chose to kind of go that route. Awesome,
0: awesome. Yeah, I've uh, I've read a few different books about um kind of the relationship of the church and psychology or the church and counseling that kind of stuff. And there's a lot of different views with that. Um, just because you know, yeah, is it is it one of those things that maybe I just need to pray more, or is it one of those things that hey, may, maybe I actually need counseling, and it is kind of a struggle, right? But I'm, yeah. I was wondering, just from your perspective, being someone who's looking to get into the field, how how do you view the the relationship of the church and psychology, or the church in counseling today? Has it changed much in the last couple of decades, or?
2: Well, I think like the way that kind of psychology started and, and different things like I know they used to do like electrotherapy and so I think the way that it was done in the past because maybe it was like a new thing I don't know I think that maybe that's why it had like this negative effect but I think that when it, when it comes to issues that are traumatic like let's say a victim of human trafficking or a, a, a person that's you know a victim of abuse children that, that have a Been abused. I think that the church kind of looks at it as like this person specializes in this area. And so when it comes to that, I think that they're open to people getting help. So I think the church looks at it now as like, well, they're getting help. And so obviously everyone has their own opinions about it still. But I think that they definitely are more open, especially when it comes to issues that are very traumatic. Okay.
0: So And just because I I know a couple people who've faced this or um, I I even know a guy who's one of his family members faced this and actually committed suicide eventually um, was depression. You know, that's kind of a hot topic, I guess. But a lot of people, you know, see someone saying that they struggle with depression and just say, no, you're just not praying enough or Mm -hmm. you're not filled with the spirit because the spirit is love, joy, peace and all this stuff. Right. Uh, What would you say to the people who, look at depression and say, "Ah, maybe you're just not right with God.
2: Well, I am one of those people that struggled with depression. And I was told by people in the church, well, you're not praying hard enough. Well, what are you listening to? Um, And I remember telling someone, well, I'm listening to Casting Crowns. And they're like, no, no, you got to listen to gospel. So (laughs) I've heard it. uh, Basically, yeah. um, Casting Crowns is the best. (laughs) Yeah, like you got to worship. And so here's the thing is that I, I've struggled with depression since I was a little girl. Um, and being a Christian, having depression is very hard because you're supposed to go to church and you're supposed to be okay. You know, and just cause you're dressed nice. And for a woman, your hair's done. You don't know what we go through a lot. I mean, everybody goes through a lot of stuff, but when people are struggling with depression, they don't know what to do. They don't want to feel that way. And we feel like we're not normal. We're never gonna be okay. We're never gonna be normal like everyone else. And so the thing is that when you're when you're depressed, it's either like you're gonna give in to the depression or you're gonna lean in on God. And so, like for me, um, I think I just reached the point where I told God, like, maybe this is my thorn in the flesh, maybe I'm always supposed to have this because this is what's gonna, you know, have me. Be closer to God, because in those dark moments, you really get to know who God is. So I would say for those people, like you just sometimes they just want you to listen and all you have to reassure them is that they're loved and that God still loves them. And believe me, that could like go that could help them for the whole week and they'll be fine, you know, because those words like really stick with someone who's going through depression.
0: Ironically, that makes me think of the Casting Crown song, if you are the <laughs> body, right? Like, If we're the body, why, we need to be there,
1: yeah.
0: especially those who are facing that kind of thing, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So you've said on your show that you choose to work through your depression without medicines uh, with supplements and better nutrition. Uh, why did you not choose to try medicine as well?
2: Well, I'll be honest, I had reached a point where I was desperate, I didn't, I did not want to feel the way I was feeling. I was so depressed. I had so much anxiety, to the point where I would be working, and I almost would have panic attacks. So I would try really hard. I mean, I I would pray, and I would worship, and I would listen to sermons. And even through that, I knew that God was there. Um, And a counselor that I was seeing told me that I did need antidepressants. Uh, She said that it's kind of like you've been walking on two left feet and then once you take them, you're going to feel normal again. Uh, So I really began to seek God because I didn't want it to be something that I ran to just to numb my pain. And the reason I, I did this was because, as I shared in my testimony, I drank a lot. I was a party girl. I drank a lot. And I was worried that I'm trying to numb my my pain again with medication. So that's kind of how I looked at it at that time. Um, So I just really began to pray and seek the Lord. uh, And I began to research like what is depression and why do I feel this way? Um, And so in doing that, I found out like that different foods can make you feel a certain way. And essential oils can even like calm you. So one book that I actually read that really helped me um, was the Bible cure for depression. And it was like the older version. But in that book, I began to read about like foods and supplements and just different things. And they were using the word of God. So I really kind of cured myself in that direction. Um, And so yeah, I just began to take vitamins. And I said, I'm going to try this. And they're like enzymes that kind of help with serotonin. Uh, They help your neurotransmitters kind of process that better. And I just said, okay, well, I'm going to try this before I run to medication. And honestly, that prayer and the word of God is what has helped me. And it's not for everyone. And I'm not saying like, you know, don't take medication or anything like that. I'm not against it, but that was my experience. And that's what I felt that I needed to do. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's something that has helped me and I still have to pray. I still get anxiety but I just really rely on God. And so that's kind of my experience, I guess, with that.
0: So interesting. Um, I'm really It's really a powerful story, just how you were able yes. to kind of pull through that. Um, and to put you on the spot, but just because, <laughs> I, I do okay. wonder, would you, you know, just let's say later on when you are counseling someone else, would you be willing to? advise medicine or would you yourself always advise nutrition and supplement instead
2: i mean i guess it would depend on the person but i would really tell them to pray because i would never want to lead someone in the wrong direction uh because obviously like i take excedrin when i have a migraine migraine and that's medication right um and my migraine goes away i'm not like praying like please i mean i do pray when i take it (laughs) like please god make this go away but I think it would really depend on the person and I wouldn't want to make that decision for them.
1: That makes sense. Awesome.
0: So like I told you before the podcast, uh, we always like to ask our guests before starting to wrap up. um, One thing, if you could, if you had to give just one practical tangible thing that someone listening right when this episode's over, they could go and do, what would be the one thing you would tell someone to do that would help bring the church closer together into unity?
2: Um, I guess one thing I would say is like, don't don't argue about the things that you don't agree on, like little things. Um, if you like the music loud, what type of music you like in the church, how we should dress, or if we're using a regular Bible or like an app, you know, those little things that I think get in the way of, of unity or even like um, people's denomination, I think, look, if we all love Jesus and you want to use the app, you're good. That's fine. So I think it's just those little things that people really get stuck on. And it just shouldn't have to be that way, you know?
0: Yeah. Now, if they don't bring a notebook to church, yeah, obviously <laughs> they're in the wrong. But, yeah, you know, they can use the app. <laughs> I I get what
1: you mean. That's it's true.
2: I, I mean, because people get stuck on things, you know, like just like things should be this way, or um, you should pray this way. And I think God is leading each of us differently. And as long as we're all kind of leading towards giving him glory, right. And, and reaching people, then it's okay.
0: Amen. Amen. Uh-huh. All right. So if everybody did that, if everybody just kind of stopped arguing about the little stuff or you know, getting so hooked up on it. What, what do you think the ramifications of that would be? What, what would we see change in our churches?
2: Well, I think but outside of the church, I think people, the world, you know, the people that don't believe they would see that and say, okay, maybe their God is real. And I think that um, obviously people are human and we all go through our own struggles and we all have our own personalities. But I think that if everyone just focused on God and, you know, really giving him glory, I feel like there wouldn't be so much hurt in the church or like bitterness or jealousy or different things that happen because maybe someone has a certain title or someone got picked to do whatever event it was, just things like that, um, that I think take away from the unity that is supposed to be in the church.
0: All right, awesome. Well, we are now beginning To wrap up, and uh, one thing that we get to do sometimes, and by we, I mean mostly me, sometimes when it doesn't bother TJ too much, I get to talk about trains, and we call it our train talk segment. And uh, this train talk is especially great for me because it's about my brother. It's about something that actually happened to someone I know, and I'm super excited about it. My brother... Earlier like way earlier on in the year, before this whole pandemic thing kind of hit everybody, forgot his student ID on the train into Charlotte, and naturally got a ticket for it because he wasn't supposed to be on the train without his ID unless he paid for a ticket, which he did not because he thought he had his ID. <laughs> but the court date fell right when the pandemic was starting, so it got cancelled, and then it got moved to another date, and the court was also closed on that date, but no one called him. So my brother, being my brother, was really paranoid and thought that he was going to get in trouble. He was going to get tickets. someone's going to throw him in jail or something, <laughs> something crazy. And he was worried about it and worried about it. And eventually, to set up another court date. And he went in and told him what was going on. And the one lady said, you know, excuse, excuse me, I'm just going to go check on something. And she left. My dad was with my brother and convinced him that she was going to get the police
2: <laughs> so that he
0: could go to jail.
2: Oh, man. And you know
0: he's freaking out. I think my dad even told my mom something about it, and she's worried about it. and Everybody's a mess except for my dad, who just thinks it's hilarious. Which in hindsight, it is hilarious. The lady came back and just said, "Yeah, no, you're good. Don't don't worry about it." <laughs> Didn't even have to pay a ticket or anything.
2: He was fine. Wow. Yeah,
0: it was just a great train story and that happened to some to my brother. It was just great. <laughs>
2: That's crazy.
0: I love when I get to talk about trains. especially love when it's like a personal story. I don't.
1: I don't think that really counts as a train talk. It's about trains. It it's is. not. Anyway, I think it counts.
2: I enjoyed really? it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.
1: So, uh, usually, th- to start our outro, we begin with with a god moment segment. Uh, we each share something God has done for us recently, uh, whether it be a challenge or a blessing or what have you, what say you. And uh, Josh, would you like to go first? Would you like to start with your God moment?
0: Sure. TJ loves to make me go first for this, for whatever reason.
1: Hey, well, you keep making me say it, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're good at saying it. Um, yeah, you know, this is me kind of vague, but what, Whatever. I have, in the last week, got to just be kind of more connected to people in a way that I really appreciate. Um, I talked to our friend David Pizarro just earlier today, just on the phone. Um, Our our friend Chris Galloway and his family came and visited Saturday and um, got to go to church and see people. And just this last week, we've been able to kind of be more in communion with people. And it's been just really moving. It's been nice. Uh, TJ taught me a new card game. I really enjoy it. It's a great time.
1: Short tweet to the point. Uh I think yeah. my God moment is uh you know, today is my dad's birthday. They were recording this. Happy birthday. So, you know, it's nice yeah, nice to celebrate a birthday in the family. Nice when everyone years, lives another year. So <laughs> Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Cause not everyone gets to do that, you know? Yeah. But that's, that's it for me.
2: Well, happy birthday to your father.
1: I'll tell. Happy yeah. birthday to your dad.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so Makayla, do you have a God moment segment for us?
2: Yes. Um, so I don't want to make it super long, but I reconnected with friends from middle school. Um, and they were very special to me at that time because, you know, I was a very troubled young girl So we actually worshiped together in an actual church building on Sunday. And I just thought like, wow, I haven't seen these girls since I was 14. Like who would have thought? And uh, one of the girls, her husband is the pastor who baptized my daughter. So I just thought like, whoa, God, (laughs) you know, I never would have thought that even back then there you were. So I guess that was my God, my two God moments. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, Just reconnecting with, yeah. Reconnecting with friends and just really us uplifting one another as, as women of faith and just seeing my daughter love God for herself and profess that publicly uh, was a huge God moment.
1: Well, you know, if you have more God moments, you can just say them (laughs) all. We have time. We've
0: said Um,
1: more than of (laughs) times.
2: Well, I, I mean, I don't have another God moment, but I guess just like, I wasn't saved when I was younger. I went back and forth from my, cause my dad raised me. Then I went to live with my mom. Uh, so, you know, she was just, my mom was going through her own things. So I was always at, at these girls' houses eating and just different things. I feel like that's like another whole story, but it just, it's amazing when you, you don't even know, but God, he's working in your life. And then you kind of see that a little bit later, like, whoa, who would have thought like I'm almost 40 and I never would have thought back then as this young, lost 14 year old girl that these girls would be in my life again, loving on me and, you know, just welcoming my family. And so it's just amazing, you know, when God shows you that. So, yeah, it was, that that was, I guess, a huge God moment. <laughs> awesome.
0: Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. So, just to remind everybody, just some of our needs. Uh, again, you can support us on Patreon. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, right now, we're at roughly $20 a month. We have a few people who are kind of figuring out their subscription, so we're between like 20 and 25 a month on there. Our, our next goal is to reach $42 a month, so you guys can be a part of that, just to, you support us for a dollar, $3, whatever you can. Um, when we reach that, we'll be able to get better audio editing software and these episodes will sound better. So consider helping us so that you can listen to this and it sound better. Go to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever it is, follow us there. Um, and of course, if you could go to Apple podcasts and leave us a five-star review, that helps a lot. And it's pretty easy to do. So
1: hmm. strongly consider doing that for us. please. And, uh, some future guests we're going to have on the podcasts, uh, we've got Dan and Joe from the Enough Room podcast a couple of Australian guys that's gonna be fun to record Uh, it'll be 6.30am for them I think when we record Uh, (laughs) we have Pastor Chris Galloway friend of the podcast we've had him on a couple of times Uh, Pastor Robbie Brissy not technically a friend of the podcast but a good friend of ours we've tried to have him on a couple of times he's hard to get a grasp of and uh, you know at the end of season one we will, of course, have Francis Chan. Who just doesn't know it yet. Yeah, we just <laughs> have to tell him, and he just has to agree. Yeah. Then. And then we have to schedule it, and then we have to end the season. Yeah, it'll be a really easy process. Don't <laughs> worry about it, guys. <laughs> if you made it this far, thanks for listening. Um, we love you guys. Thank you for all the support. Uh, thank you to Michaela for, you know, giving us her time. And if you would like to hear slightly more from Michaela, uh head on over to Patreon so you can hear this next segment we're about to record. Yeah, well, we're can I ask Mikayla
0: to summarize all this in 10 seconds or less? <laughs> but to hear it, you got to go to Patreon.
1: So all thanks right. for listening, guys.